Black Friday, Black Friday. It's already gone. It's Cyber Monday. Bob, do you ever do any Black Friday shopping? No, I don't do shopping. Why not? On Black Friday. Why not? I mean, like, I don't wake up that early. There's no good deals. I'm sure there's deals. I just don't wake up that early. By the way, when you canceled this show this morning, I went Black Friday shopping. For I didn't the, cancel for the two hours that you, mean, you were missing. What do you mean? I You're just late. You're just late. I had the I had the room set up for you at eleven. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, but okay, I had stuff to. You know, you know how. Well, you want to tell us what you're doing? Nothing. I was doing nothing. Okay. <laughs> I'm a dwarf and I'm a slave. I'm is that a, what it was? That that meme is yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't wake up early enough to do Black Friday shopping. Nor do I like. I mean, I know some people go to like Best Buy and stuff, but it's just in reality. Like, what are you getting at Best Buy? Exactly. That was my thing. I I just I went to what was it Guitar Center and GameStop. And both of those shops I thought would have a good deal. I was looking for two specific things. And the two things I wasn't, I couldn't find it uh, Guitar Center. I was like, forget this. Like, there's no good deals here. First thing, if you're into pro audio or if you do live music at all, most good equipment and gear just does not go on sale because it's so valued. You know Pretty what I much, mean? Pretty much, yeah. Or if it's useful. So I'd say anything over 1000 bucks, it doesn't go on sale very often um, unless there's like a surplus and they're trying to clear out inventory space, which is usually where how deals work. But a majority of deals at Guitar Center I saw were like, cheap electric guitars that no one was buying and so they were selling them for even lower and i was like all right great whatever if that's your thing go get one if you're trying to get into music there you go there's a starting point for you but i was looking for a power supply for a pedal board and it's like that's useful so there was nothing on sale which is a total bummer and then i went to gamestop because i thought i was going to find a deal i really wanted GameStop. To, yeah i wanted Why? to find um what was it? That Jedi Fallen Order game? I was like, yes. Who? I'm get this Star Wars game. I know, Bob. You don't like Star Wars at all. <laughs> for what console is this? this is PlayStation for, 4. I thought it was for Game Boy. So. No. Oh. Star Wars is ancient, man. Nah, huh, dude. They're, they're literally releasing a new movie, like, in December. But yeah, it's old. Wait, but the thing is, no, the issue is you're going to GameStop for Black Friday. What are you going to do? Like, you know, mark it off by, like, 50 so, cents? So, I, d- I expected to pay full price for the, the Jedi Fallen Order game. It was, like, 54 bucks used... And I thought it was buy one, get one free. So I was like, sweet. Obviously, they give you the cheap one free. And then you buy, like, the most expensive game so you can get any game free, basically. Right? So I was like, cool. I'll buy one, get one free. But it was buy two, get one free. And at that point, it's like, it's, yeah, I don't need three games. You know what I mean? Like, I have no reason to get three games. Unless I was shopping for people. But it's like, I can't be balling out buying games for people for Christmas. You know, Bob? Also, like, who plays games anymore? You know what I mean? Oh, shut up, dude. You're a big nerd. You're wearing glasses right in front of me. That has right? nothing to do with gaming, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I can't afford $60 games for gifts. Bob knows. I get him crappy Steam games for Christmas time. Which I don't play because there's too How much many space. horrible garbage games have I given to you on Christmas? What was the worst game I gave you? I want to say... I don't know the name of it, but remember that game that, like, Overheated everyone's computer? Yeah. We tried playing. <laughs> you I know think, what I'm talking about. I think about. it's called uh, Half Dead. Yeah, I don't know. But we tried launching it, and it literally just... It was... Everyone's computer in the Discord chat was like, my computer's catching on fire right now. It it's just never been so hot. Yeah, the, the, the main menu, I think there was like some kind of memory leak, and yeah. it just destroyed everyone's computer. It was like an optimization bug. Too bad, too, because it would look like an interesting... It was like a platforming Hunger Games game. But we never made it inside the game. Yeah. We got to the main <laughs> we menu. We never so. did it. Yeah. It's like... It's an honor for me on Christmas to buy Bob under a, a dollar games and send them as Steam gifts just to make him suffer. I mean, I don't know. I don't really use Steam, but you know how it goes. You log on like once, play like one game, and you're like, dude, why am I playing this? And you go back to Overwatch, and it's like, okay, I guess. Oh, I'm sad. 
I'm really sad. I saw this meme the other day. It was like this guy like crying while playing Overwatch. And then it showed like a little thought bubble of him playing Overwatch in like 2016. And then the next panel was him just like crying even harder. And I was like, oh, so sad, dude. What? Overwatch <clears throat> is dead. Well, hey, if you like Overwatch, we're going to be talking more about it later because this is Everything Comes From Something, episode 71. We are featuring Bobak Tabrizi, who was on what over a year ago or something like that less than a year ago yeah he doesn't have anything interesting to talk about but he's a co-host cameron and i just had busy schedules with the holidays and all that jazz so we decided to throw together a show bob and i are going to be talking about what's going on with bob because he's my friend and yikes um there's some stuff going on we're going to be talking about uh our first jobs that we got and bob's experience entering the workforce maybe talk a little bit about his major and then we're going to wrap things up Sort of similar to the first episode Bob was on, which is episode 39, talking about gaming sequels. Are they dead, or is, is games as a service the next big thing? If you enjoy what we do here at Everything Comes From Something, you can check us out at patreon.com slash podcast, where you can throw a couple dollars our way in support, get an exclusive podcast show at the end of every single month, or get your questions read on air. Things like that. Uh, we're going to read a question on air from Tim Smith. Because none of our Patreons submit questions because they're lazy. Remember, if you're a Patreon, you can submit a question to us on the chat app. Bob, don't laugh at me, all right? It's not like you support us on Patreon. No, uh, that was not why I was laughing. Uh Mm -hmm. Homeless Tim Smith is going to just continue to terrorize us with horrible questions until the Patreons ask us questions. Here's a question from him. He said, why is Imagine Dragons Believer the number one rock song of the decade according to the Billboard website? Oh, I saw that. Yeah, what'd you think of that, Bob? I don't know. It's just confusing. Like, I, 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 I Are you know. a big Imagine Dragons guy? I mean, I think they're cool, but I don't understand how they rank stuff. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, how does the Billboard even do that? I don't know. That, that just confused me. I don't personally I personally don't care what they rank what, but it's just like, how do you decide this? Who, who comes up with these decisions? Like, who... Like, what? Is it even considered rock? It's very, like... That's what I was wondering, too. It really yeah. wasn't. It really... The genre seemed off. It seems like alternative pop is kind of the better term for it. I don't know. I'm not sure what to classify it. All I know is just, like, it's just a huge it headline does, that just didn't make sense. Yeah, it has some stadium anthem vibes to it, but... Yeah, I've never been crazy about Imagine Dragons. I, I didn't... I've never understood the hate for the band. I, I know think, people really hate them sometimes. And I think they're good. I mean... I have no complaints. Yeah. Well, Bob, I don't really trust your music taste. What do you, you have mean? Trash you? music taste. What do you mean, dude? I have the best music taste. You literally have a playlist in your for your Spotify saying like annoy people, right? No, it's not. What's it called? What's that playlist called? You play it in the car every time it's I hang out with called, you. It's called like Joyride. It's like it's good music. It's the it's chill the it's worst. like chill vibes. It's dude. the worst. it's chill vibes really... is like lo fi. I don't want I'm talking about like no, what no, no. what is the garbage that you play in the car that makes me want to rip my head off? It's nothing. It's nothing bad. It's like, you know, the classics. Can you name any? You know, like Rick Astley, you know, <laughs> There's nothing wrong about Rick Astley. If you think his his, his music is, I just want if you ever hang out with Bob in person, he'll and you give him the aux cable, you will suffer. That that's my, that's my synopsis of that whole situation. Well, I mean, that's just your opinion. Okay, well, we're not going to talk about music. Uh, if you don't have a few dollars to throw away on Patreon, you can also tell friends and family about the show. Give us a rating on iTunes. All that stuff helps the show. Everything comes from something is completely 
an original and that's why we bring people on the show and talk to them because they all have stories they come from something and who knows maybe bob will be your boss one day mm. so you might as well listen no. to his deep dark secrets on this podcast bob tell us about this semester what's been going on what's what's new you got a job definitely not will be i don't i don't see myself being anyone's boss so I, don't, <laughs> I don't know about that one chief but um nah um yeah this school year has been a bit different than the previous school year but you know it's mean, all a grind this is your first job right more or less with like, school like real yeah how many hours do you work a week uh 17 for a second i thought you said 70 no i was like that's yeah. game dev that's uh yeah. that's slavery no 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 17 <laughs> 17 17 that's 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 a decent load near a full load with the student 12 yeah I'm not yeah yeah, 16. yeah well 12 is uh, i think that's enough for me you know yeah 12 is enough for me yeah no thanks how do you feel like the adjustments been working and doing school at the same time because this is something i've done all the way through college and it's a little weird i don't know anything different so um personally for me it hasn't really i mean it does affect you in some ways because you can just like bef before you work you like you don't have to worry about that in your schedule. You're like, oh, I can just spend a bunch of time doing this instead of, you know, but now it's like, oh, I have to go to work. And then afterwards you do it. Yeah, yeah. Which most of the time after you get off work, you're like, oh, I'm not going to do it anyways. It's like, okay, well, you know, screw that. It takes away about, it takes away a bit. But personally, I feel like if you just, if you get used to the schedule, you should be okay. It just depends on, I think it's like, it's more of an issue when tests and important dates come up. That's when it really messes with your stuff because it's like, all of a sudden sometime you had to study or do something yeah. isn't there and you're like oh you're just at work just like I'm panicking yeah you're panicking about dude that's the worst thing about working with Pretty doing much. school at the same time is when your work schedule just completely neglects your time to study for a test I've been screwed over a lot by that thing so yeah but other than that it's been okay I've been no problems Bob I, mean, I have this horrible confession I, th I feel like that has been happening to me more and more this semester where it's like work or, or things that I just have to get done, get in the way of studying. So I've been implementing this like psychotic, uh, it's not even scientific. I just heard that if you sleep, it like cements certain things you memorize before, uh, like if you're studying and, and you go to sleep and then you wake up and look at them, like I've been doing this strange theory. It's not even scientific. I don't know why I'm calling it a theory, but it's like I basically right before I go to bed, pound as much information as I can into my brain uh, that relates to the test. Then I go to sleep. I'm assuming my brain is still processing the information that I took in. And then I wake up in the morning and read over the same exact stuff that I was trying to study in the first place. And I feel like my test scores have been pretty solid for for the amount of time I actually put in studying. Like, it's a little impressive what sort of results I'm getting. Yeah, that's actually that's actually been a study. Actually, yeah. There's yeah. been a study on that. I don't know the actual name. I don't know much. I mean, it's been a while, but... There was actually a study on that looking at um i don't know like the the exact terms yeah yeah like, i can't think of it either like i don't know like neuron it feels or like dude it honestly feels like cheating no it feels like cheating to me no it's not let me let me explain something to you also i had this business ethics class um test that i had and the first test i got a c on i didn't do too well i put some studying time into it and i was kind of frustrated with my score right and then for, I don't know if I already said this on the show, but for the second test, I, I decided to try this like super quick study sleep thing. So I, I basically looked over everything at like 11 PM before I went to bed at 12. And then I woke up and did the same thing. 
after after a cup of coffee i think that's all i did and then i sat down at the test and i said i'm not even gonna think i'm just it was multiple choice i was like i'm just gonna go for the fastest answers that i can get that doesn't make sense i i know it doesn't make sense Explain to me how I got a 95 out of 100 Dude, on the test. I don't know. I don't know either. All I know is, is if I did that in my classes, I would get F+. Yeah. F- well, F- okay, it's business ethics, though. That's the first issue, right? You know, you can kind of go with gut feeling. And not, no offense to anyone who's studying like that. What is that? Psychology or something? I don't know. Or ethics? Well, I mean, Philosophy. That's what it there's is. Some, there's some kinds of exams where it's like, if you're sharp, you can, you can, and you can answer through it fast. Yeah, yeah. But there's some where you have to take your time. I just thought it, just it depends on the kind of exam. I just thought it was weird because I think we, it's so tests are so weird. I know this is a strange subject and, and I kind of want to get into it because I want to know what you think, Bob. Do you feel like certain tests are more of a a skill of being like a good test taker over actually knowing the knowledge? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, a lot of it actually is over is I, I believe is having good habits while studying and not only studying but also taking the test it's yeah true. yeah and i i think this mainly because at least well at my school we only have 50 minutes for exams right right i don't know how it is at your school yeah it's it's close to that it's like an hour and 10 minutes so it's a little bit better yeah 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 no yeah we have 50 minutes and those exams are not 50 minute exams like a professors they purposely make it you know right right it's a hustle some, sometimes it's not like a 50 minute exam you feel me yeah um what ends up coming down to is uh, people just like you. You you sometimes see people at the end of the exam leave pages blank. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. same huge rip, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just how it is. Um, a lot of the time, you spend a lot of time studying for an exam, and you just realize, okay, well, I just studied for no reason, or you know, it it all comes down to how you take how you process information during that short amount of time in that exam. That's all yeah. that matters, because. Yeah. Um, at least for some of the exams I've taken, there's, you know, like the exams that give you partial credit versus ones that don't. For the exams that don't give you partial credit, you're really being tested on how you take tests. Right. Because you're not only, you're only tested on time management because if you don't understand a problem, you can't spend too much time on that problem. Otherwise, it's over. Yeah, yeah. Dude. So you have to go through and be as accurate as possible. It's all about how you perform under pressure. Yeah, time. I totally feel that. I think, how many times have you taken a test where your mind is just like not on the test? A lot of times. Yeah, that's like the crazy thing. I, I, I don't know. I, I work for a church, so there there are some situations where people will reach out to me and tell me some hard stuff that they're going through. And I specifically remember I was get, about to take this math test, and someone reached out to me and said, hey, I'm going through a lot of family drama. Uh, it has to do um, with some stuff with sexual assault. And it was just like this huge info dump of drama, and they're like, hey, can you just pray for me? You know, like, I don't know what's going on, but like, I really need help and advice. And I was like, sure, like, I'll call you right after this test I'm taking. I'm sitting there just thinking about this person. Like, it's obviously an extreme circumstance, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to focus on the test. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, this is just like the worst timing for me to be like thinking about something else, you know, because I feel like I empathize with people and, and some of their situations. And so it's just like, those tests are the ones that are like super brutal where your mind is totally drifting. You're staring at the question. You're like, oh no, like I'm, I can't think about this right now. Why am I here? You know? I mean, yeah, I feel like it happens a lot, especially when you look at a question, you're like, dude, what is this question? <laughs> Everyone has that moment. You're just like, dude, what is this? And it, it's even worse if it's the first question and you're just, you know, it's going to be a fun time. Dude, I did this one, this one test this semester. And I, I don't want this to be the exam diaries, but you know, Sounds like it. it kind of is. I hope it's entertaining you. Um, I was doing really well on on the test, 
And the last question was worth half the exam. Yeah. The last question. Everything else I thought I did pretty well on it. As a matter of fact, I scored fairly well on it. But the last question was half the exam. And I could not remember how to, I don't know, how to multiply or, or it was like, it was, I couldn't remember how to solve for an equation that had a fraction as an exponent. Like I just completely mind blanked. No way. Yeah. I, I could not figure it out. I was like, why am I blanking with there? There was a variable that was like X to the one half, which is obviously, uh, what is it? It's X square root squared root yeah oh, okay. that's what i'm saying x square root or x cube root right but there was another one that was x uh, there was okay. x cube root but it was two over three right yeah so that totally threw me off yeah that's and, just, and that's i just, knew how to set up the question that's just square cubed i knew how to do it like correctly right or root cube sorry right 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 yeah. so i knew what i was supposed to do with it all and i just kept walking to my teacher and i was like hey can you just help me out here like this is the one thing i just i, I just cannot get it and what you know say? What she say? was like i can't help you good she said i can't help you three times to me i beg i was like begging i sat there for 20 minutes just staring at this i mean question. you know you know people you know people say when the people uh you know like in my class for example someone asked for an, a fair question and he was like yo like can you can you just tell me like the instructions of his problem because the instructions were awful yeah yeah and the ta was like no i can't do that sorry you're gonna have to fail like on your own and get destroyed. That sucks, dude. I don't know. To me, that's like, why are we here though? Like at the end of just the day, just to suffer, dude. Yeah, just no, to suffer. but like for me, it's like, why are we here at school? We're here to learn, you know. Like I don't, I, I like when teachers have a proactive approach to making sure their kid, their their students pass. Like I, I met with this math teacher. I was struggling in class with. I'm like, listen, like I'm doing terribly right now. And she was like, you know, the fact that you came and met with me is a good sign. She's like, you're not doing as bad as you realize the rest of the class is doing. She's like, you don't need to worry about passing. Like, you will pass. Okay, and I was like, yeah. dang, okay. And she's like, why don't you just focus on learning? And I was like, wow, that's probably like the first time a teacher said that instead of being like, you messed up and you're just going to have to retake it. You know what I mean? <laughs> see, you like, next, see you next semester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate that crap. So like, I mean, credits, credits to my teacher, but. It's been interesting kind of looking at exams and, and struggling with, you know, workflow in my own personal life, juggling all those things. And, and I think that's why I was really interested in asking you about what it's like working with school, Bob, because what, what is your major again? It's computer science. Computer science, probably not the easiest major to be working with and doing school, I mean, right? I don't know. I work a lot. A lot of people are in like similar, similar degrees or similar majors, I'd say. Yeah. Like, uh, well, majority- what exactly do you do? I'm an IT, so, IT on campus. So it sounds kind of fitting for your degree. I mean, there's really not much we need from like what we do in class for IT, it but it just it kind of complements it in the in the sense of a lot of the stuff we work with, um, like people in computer, like like people in the computer science department, engineering department, they do ask us questions that you won't really know unless you're actually a student of those departments. So it's right, helpful. Right. Uh, but in reality, you don't really need to be in STEM to actually do the job like we have we have people in like psychology and stuff right doing it work yeah is a majority of it like wi-fi related or tv issues or what yeah a lot of it is um is it's part of like residential networking they call it uh it's it's mainly just taking care of and looking diagnosing issues of people on campus's wi-fi do you sit behind a desk a lot of the time or are you out like kind of fixing routers and things like more that? more often than not 
it's 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 like half and half. Like some like some of the, some of the time I'm going out to people's apartments and stuff like that. But I mean, I'd say the other half I'm also like either at an information desk. Like we have like a desk in like a in a building, right? Right. That people come to and they ask like they bring their laptops or whatever. They you know they have questions like that. And also like we just like look at emails. We we take calls. It's kind of like it's mainly desk work, but it's half. I'd say it's like half and half of going out places too. How many times do you just like turn it off and turn it back on? It's a lot. People look at you and they're, so they're like, dude, like, don't tell me to turn it off and on. And then you do it and then it works. It works. And it's like, okay, well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd say the most interesting part is probably going to people's apartments. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I imagine. You never know what, you know, what you're going to get. What kind of crazy stuff you walk. What is it? You found anything crazy when you walk into some of these apartments? I mean, it's college kids. So. Typically they know you're coming. So yeah. you're not going to have, you know, anything crazy, you know, laying around, but just like the layouts of some of the apartments, it's just like, why? I feel so bad for these kids that live here. Yeah. It just like, it just sucks. Have you been in those, um, those dorms where it's like, they have the endless amount of beer bottles like lined up on the top of their cabinets? Do you know what I'm talking about? I haven't been for work, but for going to friends' houses, I have. Yeah. I'm like, why? <laughs> a few this of my is friends, disgusting. A few of my friends have houses like that. I know. I'm like, I just, like, I just hate that. You, I mean, maybe they're storing it up to go recycle the bottles. They're trying to get a big paycheck with that glass recycling run. Uh, you know, know? Maybe like frat party. I, I don't know. It's Who knows, man? Strange. But Molotov cocktails? Communist revolution on campus? Maybe? Know. Nevertheless. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, that's awesome. I, I think like talking about work balance work balance school life is like important for for students and even just work life balance is is a valuable thing to discuss and i think it's good to hear that you're you're dealing with it bob because i gotta be real we've been going to school together for a while i mean i know you're out of out of town now but um the one of the things i used to beat you over the head with is i'm like well bob you don't you just you don't work and go to school i'm so stressed out but now you can be like you know <laughs> suck it kid like i do it too now. I mean, in my opinion I mean, at least for me, it's not that different. Yeah. Um, I just kind of, I just kind of shifted time from places that I'd like, I like. I shifted time appropriately, so for like things I would do normally that wasn't schoolwork, I would spend time doing schoolwork. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like for example, I don't really play any games anymore. Really. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I don't really spend too much time playing games. I kind of just substitute that time for work hours now. Well, the so. only th- the only time I think both of us have time to play some video games is like late at night when you're done with all your crap, right? More or less, yeah. yeah. I think it's just it's just a matter of substitutions, you know, right? Right. Subs- like sacrifices you want to make for work hours or whatever. That's just kind of what you have to do. You, you always f- have to sacrifice something. You feel like you're more efficient at like everything now. Efficient, because you have more pressure to get stuff done on time. I don't know about efficiency, um, but I'd say you know I I definitely handle my time more now. Well good yeah awesome i think because whenever you have periods of long periods of time where you're playing like games or whatever it's easy to lose track of time and then that's when you're really being inefficient because then you just spend an entire like eight hours doing yeah nothing. getting, getting uh, level 80 in the battle pass like, getting you know. banned from runescape right oh yeah exactly <laughs> love it tell me about what it's like working in an environment with like other people because i know you've never really had co-workers right mm. and that's sort of a new experience for you not necessarily. I've had experiences with people in like a professional quote unquote selling. Oh, setting. that's right. You worked at the hospital. Yeah. Right? But like, so like that wasn't really new to me. I kind of understood how to like, you know, talk between people and hear like, like, yeah, yeah. Like the small little like politics like that of like a workplace. I, I kind of have had an idea. It's a little bit different now that at like at my job, we have um, 
we have a department and then we have like we're a department within a department and like because the it has like a bunch of different branches so there's a lot of different people that have different opinions and everyone has some kind of oh don't talk to that guy because he doesn't know anything oh talk to this person because he knows things right right it's an interesting dynamic um there's definitely there's one person i know that everyone's scared of and she's and 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 she knows that everyone's scared of her, oh and God. so she's like, yeah. When I get when I get on ship, people people like, yeah. She's cracking the whip. Oh, it's just man. it's just like people walk around this person on eggshells because they think like she's gonna like do something because her opinion of people changes really fast. Right. So it's an interesting dynamic because not only do you have to worry about your work, but you have to worry about what people think around you. Yeah. Which personally, I don't really care too much. It's just I think that's the way to go. As long most, as most work environments. Get your stuff done. Yeah, what I think is as long as if you get your stuff done and you're nice, you're okay. Yeah. There's nothing you can do wrong by doing that. So that's all that's all that's all you have to worry about. You don't have yeah. to brown nose, you don't have to do anything crazy. Just do your stuff, be nice, that's it. My first job I worked at Billy Jones Wildcat Railroad, which I've talked about before. And that was like a train wreck into Literally. understanding what it was like to have coworkers. And and it didn't help that a lot of my coworkers were probably in the in the teenage years as well, like in my area. So there was always drama wow. going on amongst like who likes who, what's going on here. And then our managers were like in their young twenties and they were constantly like barking at the teenagers, being like, Work. Like get back to work. Like there's <laughs> there's literally nothing. And for me, like I kind of had the same theory. I was like, I'm just here to do my work and and smile and be happy, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I feel like that gave me favor, but it also ended up making me kind of. I was the guy who's like, yeah, I'll do whatever you need. And they always put me in positions that nobody wanted to do because I didn't kick and scream about it. I was just like, yep, yeah, like I'm cool with wherever you put me. So they would stick me for hours in that carousel, dude. I know I've talked about it before. Out of tune carousel music playing for what, four hours? You're sitting there just pressing go as the children get on the carousel. Yay. It was just, it was awful. That was, that was probably one of the worst jobs. And then there was all these strange conspiracies happening. There would be these days where uh, shift supervisors would just vanish. They'd just be gone. And I'd be like, what happened to this guy? Like, I was friends with him, you know? And they're like, we don't talk about him anymore. <laughs> we don't talk about... I'm like, like, what happened? What happened? Was there, like, some, you know, weird... Drama. Assault or something that happened amongst... Because a lot of these kids were minors, too. So that was kind of an issue with some of the older supervisors, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it got dicey and weird. I remember I only li I only worked there for a year. And when I, when I put in my two weeks... uh the manager screamed at me and told me to just never come back cool after two i was like sounds good to me wow see you i'm not gonna lie i shed a little tear a little high school isaac i was very upset what do you mean like you should be tears of joy they don't have to be back there like <laughs> why would you want to be back there i don't know that place was not good i like to end on a good note you know mm. i feel like i'm a very well you you got to realize a lot of people wherever you leave your job right that's a reference in the future so someone's gonna call them there's that's a high probability they're true gonna, but they're let's be honest them. here who who cares about what billy bob jones railroad thinks <laughs> like no one cares it's a good point yeah. it's a good point <laughs> it's like oh let me just call up billy bob jones railroad well in my in because I, I i got a career at starbucks afterwards that's why i left the job and that was kind of nerve-wracking for me because they didn't really hire teenagers at Starbucks, you kind of had to be a little bit old. I was the youngest person at my store for a long while. And then like, <laughs> and the new wave came le in. legit, like everyone 
when I got hired, everyone was making fun of me for being young. They were like, this kid, like wow. he's going to be trash. And I heard, I overheard people saying like, hey, like why would you hire a teenager? Like they are literally the laziest people ever. Some and of them are though. No, like I, I, yeah. give, I give them credit, you know, like, and so working there, um, I had a good experience having that attitude of I'll just do whatever you need me to do and I'll do it well. And like that, that earned me a lot of favor and I moved up in the company pretty quick at that store and location and stuff. So stonks dude. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. But I always like talking about what it's like working in the first place. Have you had any strain? Like what's the weirdest it call you've had so far? It call. Um, I don't know about have you, had, have you anyone had, has anyone just started like trolling you like over the phone? Okay. There was a really weird one. Yeah. Um, we deal with not only, well, so the, the interesting thing about my campus is we have um, a school of medicine as well. Like it's like half our school, mm-hmm. half our mm-hmm. school is like the school of medicine, but it's like their own, they're their own island. Yeah. Main camp, like, like people who are doing like, you know, all the undergraduates, they stay on one part and then all like the, the postgraduates, like PhDs are all on the, the medical side. So the medical has their own, medical has their own IT too. The health IT, whatever. What's weird is, is sometimes we get we get calls from people in school of medicine. So I got this call one one time, and there was this guy. He he honestly he was a health worker. He was he was he was in the school of medicine. He was working there, and he was asking. Um, he needed help to get into uh, one of the accounts for employees that uh, lets them access like pay stubs and just tax information. And he sounded like he was just straight up on drugs, like. <laughs> I don't know what, like I was on the phone with him for like, like 40 minutes Dang. and he was, he was, he sounded like he was on something. He was just constantly laughing the entire time I was talking to him Yeah, and he was like, I hope the, the you know, the Viet Cong aren't going to get me. And then he started talking about de- deforestation wow. in, in Thailand or something. And I was like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then he's like, you know, I'm not, I'm patient, but I'm not the patient. And I was like, I wow. don't even know what that means. And he started talking about how his therapist told him not to say this, but he's telling me anyways. It was an interesting one for sure. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what happened. Uh, he took the conversation in so many different places. It just was, my, my head was spinning at the end. Come on, you must have had a little bit of a good time. Oh, it was funny. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It was funny, but it was just so confusing. Yeah. It's just like, dude, what are you, I understand like he's trying to make it funny, but towards a point it was like, are you okay? Like, yeah. Is it okay? Are you doing okay, sir? Like, you doing good? Yeah. And then it's just like you're afraid to ask, and he's like, "You're not gonna ask me for my name, are you?" Because he, oh, he man. thinks like people are gonna report him or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but that was a weird one for sure. I feel like, not to say that your job is, it, well, it is sort of an entry level position. It's it a student is. Position, there really right? isn't much to it. Doesn't yeah. be honest here. It's yeah. just kind of just like you know some some grunt work that they force on students. Which I mean, I don't care. I'm not gonna say that I have like a a higher. I, would I, say I don't. I don't have a. Level. I don't have an entry level position. I mean, now I work for a church and I've been there for a little while. So you can't get the job quickly that I have. Um, I always feel bad like work for people working in service just because I've been there. And I think that's sort of a valuable thing to to acquire when you're when you're first entering the workforce, kind of understanding where people are coming from, and and how the job is. The other day I went to. Um, Taco Bell with you, I think. It was either you or Cameron, who's the host, the co-host of the show. And the guy at the register was totally... He's like, hello, sir. What can I get for you today? And I was like, um, give me a second, man. Like, how are you doing? Like, how's your day going? And he just 
blanked. Like he was just zoning out. And I felt so bad. I was like, hey, you good, dude? You all right? And he like snapped out of it for saying, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Like you could be like so so a robot like in oh, in that man. work mode. Yeah. I just felt bad for the kid, man. Like I think it's important to to really respect like where you came from and 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 even sort of like take the time to expose yourself to that. I think I'm nervous about some of these um, college kids that don't work at all. They just got an easy ride, like a, a clear free ride that they can have. And, and they don't choose to work at all, right? And then they enter the workforce and it's like they never had the understanding or the context of like some of these people who work in service, in the service industry. You know? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm no stranger to working in service because like being in the hospital, you had to deal with a lot of people who are just angry all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's just kind of how it is being in a hospital. People are always upset just because of, you know, it's understandable. There, I mean, there are there have been some cases where I, like I deal with people, and it's just like, bro, like you can tell these students have never had a job because the way that they that they treat people, the way that they talk to people, it's like they don't understand. Yeah, they really don't get it. It's just like you know, it just doesn't make sense. And then you, and then I remember there was one time there was a guy that was just he was bad mouthing our department so badly, and. I think a friend of his was asking him, like, hey, like, have you actually, have you had a job? Like, he was basically, he was trash talking, like, the students that were working there. Yeah. And then someone asked him, well, have you had a job? You know, like, can you do better? And he's like, well, you know, I haven't had a job. But it's like, okay, well, then don't talk. Yeah. It's it's so weird, man. Like, my brother, you know? my brother's telling me about how he's working at this coffee shop. My brother works for a coffee shop. And they were working on Thanksgiving, right? And they're about to close. They were going to close at one o'clock that day. And this guy walks in and he's like, where are the pastries? Where are the pastries? And my brother was like, well, we sold out, you know, like it, we're actually closing up here pretty soon. And the whole time the guy's like, now that's just bad planning. Like, why would you, like, you guys need to plan better next time. Like this guy, this customer, you know? And it's like, I mean, just, first of all, he's talking to a barista who didn't plan the, the shipment order, Right. Some people like, like, just don't understand. He's so like blind yeah. to like what the and he's my brother was like yeah it like totally tilted me but I was like okay like, like, what can you do yeah like as my brother's been in service for a while he's like okay like you know yeah cool story, bro. what would you like then you know and and he he was like this customer just kept tapping his foot saying bad planning such bad plan and it's like what is Glenn supposed to do about it? that's my brother's name by the way um yeah you know and so like I think it's it's so valuable to at least try to understand the context. I mean, hopefully, you know, a little bit of our, our stories kind of exposes you to that if you haven't worked in the service industry at all or, or worked in entry-level position. But I feel like most people, well, most people got to start somewhere. I so. think I think it's just, it's always- Don't forget your roots. It's important, it's important to understand, you know, just try to put yourselves in the shoes of whoever's working at whatever, you know, wherever you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, the big thing is, at least at my work, is we're expected to like, go through and have information for basically every single IT department on campus. Uh, all issues are triaged through like like the uh, the IT desk is which which is run by like basically like me and my coworkers. Yeah, yeah. We get we get emails, calls and people walking in for stuff that we have no idea what they're talking about and yet we're supposed to know what it is. Yeah. I get calls it's like, "Hey, like, yo, can you help me out with this service?" and I'm like, "I've never heard of this." in my life and yeah. they're like well you should know what this is and i'm like okay well i'll figure it out yeah and then when people get mad it's just like okay well i like to see you try to figure out something you don't know how like, right what, what it is in a matter of like five minutes yeah 
a lot of these people they don't understand that and i think it's important at least whenever you're dealing with somebody in any kind of work or anywhere it's it's just like just be kind and be understanding if something does go wrong yeah because it's just dude. Like, my sister was flipping out at amazon customer support the other day it that's rough really dude. funny that's rough I mean, like, by the th- she called three times. The first two people were useless, and the third person was, like, super good. It was really weird. Yeah. And I overheard the whole conversation, and I was like, man. Like, I feel like that, that those kind of cold call, like, support help stuff is, like, yeah, you that, can't that's really dicey, work. man. That's tough stuff. Yeah, but I mean, for both sides, it kind of sucks. Because, yeah. Because, like, the people that, that are working there, they don't really want to, you know, it's kind of it's sucks. And then the people out there actually have to, you know, fix whatever issue they have. That's even, you know, like, I, I understand why people are upset. Like, my sister, she right now, she's having issues with, I think, one of her Amazon deliveries. Yeah, yeah. Like, they said it was delivered, but actually wasn't or something. Yeah. And she's just trying to figure that out. And They're like, prove you don't have it. It's like a it's huge like, headache. What yeah. the heck? And in those cases, like, yeah, I get that 100%. 100% but, yeah. You know, it's an interesting process. Working, I think, I think it's pretty cool. Um, it's just, I think also, it's just the atmosphere that, that it puts you in. At least for me, since my, my job is on campus job, it kind of just... It gives you a, a, a new perspective of the campus because you know more people that you wouldn't otherwise know. Do you, does your job give you insight into privacy uh, in terms of networks and, and kind of seeing like wh- how much the school can see on the network and whatnot? I mean, yeah, we have a lot of like administrative tools that we can look at people's accounts and stuff. We yeah. definitely do have stuff. Yeah, it's really crazy because I was, um, the, actually the church I work at has an IT department and it's, it's, it's really weird because like, they i mean that's their network right anyone that connects to that network like they can see everything that person does so as a matter of fact like i ended up pulling this prank on one of our one of our coworkers. like i we had this thing that everyone at the office thinks is a little silly but it's like you have these goals like these monthly goals they're called like okrs all right every time the lead pastor comes out and says, guys, it's time to get your OKRs down. Everyone's rolling their eyes. Like what? <laughs> like whatever. Like we're trying to do our job. Like we don't have time to make up these side goals. Right. But it's good. Like it's important to sort of strive for something new every quarter. Right. Right. Yeah. But most people roll their eyes in the office. Right. Yeah. So one yeah. of the guys who works above me, uh, he didn't have his OKRs filled out and they were all like on this shared Google document. Right. And so I just filled them in for him and I just made up these like ridiculous goals. I thought it was so funny. I just put in a bunch of crap, like film, like 300 videos or something like that, like all this stuff. And I guess like they finally saw it like a week or two later and um, my coworkers like, who did that? And so the IT guy came over and he's like, okay, we can find out. We can totally find out yeah, who typed can. it in. Yeah, and, then, and so they started placing, they started guessing. They're like, I bet it was this person. I bet it was this person. Nobody thought it was me. And they were like, <laughs> uh, looks like Isaac's account Got did it. And like, I was like, dang. And so it was all fun and games, but I was like, I didn't realize you guys could pinpoint who exactly typed in all that stuff. Well, you I mean, know? Everything is, everything is traced online. Yeah. It's, everything is traced. It's really, really interesting how unprivate most stuff is, you know? I mean, nothing's private anymore. Yeah. As soon as you put something on a device online, nothing is private. Even you when think you, it is, but it's not. Even when you look at like human interfacing with methods of control, whether that's, you know, your phone screen, your keyboard, a controller, like they have, they have heat maps for like, understanding who presses what when it's it's like so much analytics about understanding how people do stuff right yeah i mean i think the thing is like especially like on campus working in it a lot of people 
at least at my job, they're really concerned about cybersecurity because they see these things. They see people getting their stuff hacked. Like we we at work on we constantly see people's accounts getting hacked. And actually, one of the most recent ones. Um, I think I heard of um actually I was talking to my dad about this yesterday. You guys have Duo now for San Jose State? Duo? Yeah. Have What's you heard that? Of that? No. No. I don't know what that is. You don't have the the, the two step registration stuff, the two step login? Uh we use Canvas. I don't know if Hold on. if that has I don't know if it's required right now. It should be. My dad Possibly. was talking about it and I was like, What the My like at my SJSU account? Yeah, all regular staff and student employees by, by May first, twenty nineteen. So that's employees though. Student employees. Oh, only student employees. Yeah, yeah. Wait, it doesn't require actual students. No. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So I haven't seen anything about that. That threw me off. Yeah, yeah. See, in my school, we're forced all all students, all staff, student staff, and and just students. We're supposed to use this this uh, two step login. Yeah. It's kind of like the Google two step verification. Yeah, yeah. But I guess yeah, San Jose State has it, but only for faculty. I'm sure that'll change quick. It should because I mean. The way that some people treat their like their information is just ridiculous. They just throw it out and then their accounts get hacked. Um, at the beginning of the quarter this this year, there was a we had like a thousand long like list of emails of students who had their accounts get hacked, and it was because of um, some data breach in Chegg, you know that, that website yeah, that people yeah, get like answers yeah. and stuff. There was a huge data breach and all their accounts got hacked. Chegg. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, and every time someone will call him, like, I can't get into my account, and then at work we would be joke, oh, it's a checkster, dude. <laughs> dude, all I all I do all I use for those answer things is uh, the flashcard one. What's that one? Oh, Quizlet. Quizlet? Yeah, I only uh, use Quizlet now because I'm like, I can't do like the Chegg ones are scary, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, or what's the other one? A uh, Chorus Hero. Chorus dude, Hero. those Chorus Hero <laughs> subscriptions they pop up like crazy. What was yeah. it? What was it? Remember you sent me that video about like breaking Chorus Hero so you could. Like All it was like, was uh, it was just modifying the web pages. Um, it's like inspect element or whatever. Basically, if you don't know, Course Hero is a, a website that a lot of people share answers or tutorials on how to do certain questions. A lot of students use it to just copy homework answers onto their stuff. But they charge a subscription fee to see the whole document and how it's done. Um, what they do is they blur out the web page and say, hey, pay now. You can only see like this small preview portion. But Bob, <laughs> there's these videos of how people break Chorus Hero to just get rid of the blur, and it's really funny. Yeah, essentially, it's just you. You just go. You just uh, a lot of people heard of like Inspect Element. You just go through like the HTML source that's out facing on no the browser. Yeah, like no offense to the to Chorus Hero, the company. I mean, I mean, I mean I it just know. it just seems like they didn't think through it very well. Yeah, it's kind of strange. But in any case, I don't know if they fixed that much. I don't really care. But yeah, so you see a lot of that stuff at work and it's just, just like, it's just interesting because we also have access to a lot of people like to see a lot of what, what, what people do on campus too. Yeah, yeah. We can't like see like what exactly they're doing because that's kind of, that's some privacy issues right there. Yeah. But we can see like, um, like for example, like we can see when people log in, we can see when people like change passwords, stuff like that. So like you can tell there was one person, I mean, I don't know if I'm technically supposed to talk about this, but if I make it vague enough, maybe I can. Yeah, just be vague. There was a person, there was a girl that was calling in and she was like, okay, my ex-boyfriend has been trying to hack my email for the last three months and he keeps changing my password and he keeps messing up all my stuff. And it's just like, what did you do to this guy to make him want to hack you several times for four months? Yeah. So then we looked in and it's like, dude, yeah, this guy's been messing up her account. He's been logging in, doing all this weird stuff, doing all this random stuff. And then we see traffic logs of what they do on networks. 
um, based on like just like times that they're logged in. And it's just like, dude, what is happening? Um, it's just crazy. It's just it's really interesting because we have a um, with the whole two step registration, the duo, whatever. People are starting to realize, okay, well, this is actually kind of important of what I where I actually put my stuff because people are starting to see like, oh wait, someone's trying to log into something that actually that wasn't me, and then they're realizing, oh look, I accidentally left my password into, into this computer in a lab on campus somewhere. Oh gosh, and that's when people don't realize that's a big deal because you wouldn't know if you didn't have that two step login, whatever. But people leave their leave their accounts logged in, like Facebook, social media. Yeah, and then yeah. they say, oh, I hacked this person, which makes no sense, but. You know, when people leave their stuff logged in, that's a huge issue. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think going forward, people need to. It's going to have to be a thing where people need to start realizing how much of their life they have on devices that can be just stolen from people. Yeah, I I mean, as far as my school account, I don't really care that I mean, much. Yeah, who has like, who has anything of value on there? Let's be honest. Yeah. It's mainly for faculty, but still. I'm just trying to think of like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of like social media stuff or any sort of like major like a Google account or something like that or an Apple account that stuff that's scary cuz like your your um your finances are connected to it it's major cuz it's major cuz you got like it turns into like people taking control of your emails giving sending out phishing links i get phishing links from people still yeah and it's like it's funny because you know <laughs> in my inbox i actually have an email from andrew george <laughs> really i'm not joking it's an old classmate of ours from high school yeah so an old classmate of mine sent me an email, quote-unquote, old classmate. Of course, it's not him. Yeah. I haven't talked to him in a long time. But it's like... I'm a prince seeking an investment of $1.3 billion. <laughs> but it's like, bro, like, you can tell. It's like, man, like, what are you doing, man? Like, why... why? Again, I, I, and also, I see um, just from a few different people as well. And it's just like, oh, you have an email from... And if you, interestingly enough, if you move your mouse and hover over the actual... Um, the uh the title of the the email it shows you what the address was of the email it's some random russian email yeah that's that's the easy way to tell if something is actually what it is it, they just they just renamed you know the the uh the sender but it's really interesting seeing like who actually gets hacked that you've known in the past that's had that's had access to your email and they just send you a bunch of phishing links you would be fascinated by that stuff. Part of me is like, whatever, it's just a bunch of crap. But it is important. I see what you're saying. I mean, two-step stuff. It's is a like, huge deal because, yeah. like, you know, when you get to, like, ransomware and stuff like that, it's a huge business. Yeah. When people take control over a hunt, like, a, a whole bunch of different computers and say, give me money or I'm deleting all of your stuff. <laughs> and when, you know, these days, all of your stuff is literally on a computer, what are you going to do? Like, all of your pictures, all of this, all of that, all of yeah. your, all, you know, all of your money basically is on there. That's some world. That's some next level terrorism that people do. Yeah. Some next level warfare. So it's you know it's it's getting there. It's interesting stuff. Yeah. It's sad. But yeah. Anyways, it's neat to have that insight for sure. You think any of your IT work is going to help you in the future with your computer science stuff, Bob? I mean, I was potentially thinking of going and doing a master's for cybersecurity. Mm. It would be helpful in some degree because I could say, oh yeah, you know. I worked with cybersecurity teams because we do. We have a we have a cybersecurity team on campus that we send stuff to and we talk to. But yeah, I mean it would be helpful in some degree. Typically though, I mean this this job is just kind of just a job just to you know make some money on the side. And oh yeah, stuff. it's nothing really crazy. How's that been for you having like an income stream? It's cool. I mean I'm not I don't really splurge too much anyways. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm potentially maybe just buying like a few things here and there. I think my purchase I want to get right now is a. A skateboard. Oh yeah, that electric skateboard idea. Yeah, What's it know. called? 
Um, the actual company or the actual name of the board? The board you're going to buy. Um, or what's the company, if you don't know? The company's Wowgo. Wowgo? And maybe they got a Black not Friday sponsored. deal, dude. Not sponsored, by the way. But, um, you can no, check or Cyber was, Monday deal. I was talking to my, my coworkers. Like, yeah, you should just get a board. Because, I mean, you know you know how college campuses are. Yeah, it takes yeah. forever to go across them. I'm just warning you, man. Dumb kids be, like, eating turf out there with those skateboards. You see, I'm not dumb. I'm only slightly okay. Right. So you know, it's just funny. I, I watch a lot of people skate on campus. They're so off balance and scared. no. I know, I know. I've seen some yeah. people just fly, yeah. and it's like nothing. Well, nothing was even in their way, and they just fall. I don't know what. Well, you'd be surprised what a pebble can do to a skateboard. I'm just telling you. Ah, that's true. Yeah, you got to be careful. I mean, there's some okay. some issues. Live life dangerously. I guess so. Always, always. <laughs> well, that's good. It's been good hearing about your experience with your job. Um, let's sort of transition for a second because I don't I don't want to force anything, but last time you were on the show, we sort of transitioned. We talked about video games, and you, I, I mean, a big chunk of our audience likes when we when we talk about video games and, and things like that. I think what I want to talk about today with you, Bob, is the strange, like, pseudo-sequels that are coming out for some of these games as a service. And sort of your thoughts on it. Now, we the reason I wanted to bring it up with you, Bob, is because you and I basically only play the big games-as-a-service games together. You know, when I talk with Cameron, he play, he likes to play single-player games or, like, PlayStation titles, the big releases, the cinematic experiences. That's what we play. Um, you know, and, and Cameron also likes Call of Duty. But for you, Bob, we always play Overwatch, League of Legends, Fortnite, whatever, whatever the big thing is because that's just what's relevant and i don't know why we're drawn to those multiplayer games anyways but usually we use them as a platform to just chat about and talk about like talk about what's going on in life and play something in the background so let's start what's with with what's close to home basically let's talk about overwatch 2 how much do you know about this game what do you think of their weird rollout like what is it i mean i'm going to talk about kind of what it is but like what are your thoughts on it Sure. Okay. Well, first, before I talk about Overwatch, it's interesting because at least this year, or in recent years as well, not just other like so sequels have been interesting. Not in the sense of just because like Overwatch two, you know, like Fortnite, like season chapter Fortnite chapter two, but also games have been reverting back to previous versions of games that they uh, previous versions of the game that they made to be like legacy or classics yeah, which yeah. is technically a sequel but it's not it's kind of just like a revert well this is what I'm I'm afraid of with with Overwatch 2 is there's going to be those people who are like I miss original Overwatch can you imagine dude like I already see it coming five years from now they're going to revert the game back to like OG Overwatch with the old UI and the old like everything ancient they delete all the new characters it's the, just like the old school group the thing is is especially when you're develop you're developing a game you always have to make things exciting and fresh for your audience and you can't have things be the same for a long for a long period of time people are just gonna lose interest and you have to grab attention somehow so that's why these these game companies these, these developers they make these outrageous characters that do ridiculous stuff just so they can just attract attention and have more people be interested in the game and obviously the long term effects of that are just people not wanting to play because they're just not healthy for the game it turns out well, you see that in every in every game, they just have to do it. It's just something they have to do for long longevity, which is it seems counterintuitive, but it just happens. For Overwatch 2, though, um, I think yeah, for as long as far as I can tell, it's basically just an expansion pack for a uh, single player, which is cool though. 
Yeah, you know? but they but they stamp a two on it. So this is what's weird. According to PC Gamer, uh, oh, it's not exactly a sequel to Overwatch. Um, by the sounds of it, Overwatch 2 is more like a big expansion that focuses primarily on PvE missions. You can level up your characters, and the missions will sort of build off what the Overwatch Archive seasonal events have been in the past few years. The weird thing about Overwatch 2 is that all maps and heroes will be added to Overwatch 1 with no additional charge. So it's almost like the first game will contain its PvP experience and continue to be supported through Overwatch 2, but then Overwatch 2 is like a DLC expansion. It's an expansion, but it has a sequel number on it, and I, I just feel like it's a little confusing. Like, is this a good thing for consumers or players of Overwatch? Or is it, like, just confusing? I, I mean, like, that's kind of my, my question for you. I think the way that they handle this is, I mean, everyone thinks it's, it's interesting because it's not really something that has been seen before. Uh, I think it was just an attempt of trying to appease the community by saying, okay, well, we're not going to try to split people up and make people pay for a new game. And because what if some, what if Jimmy doesn't have, you know, Overwatch 2, but all of his friends do, Jimmy can't play with everybody else because he's now segregated from everybody else. Even when in reality, they were going to make that much content for the PvP side anyways. All they made was a new game mode. That's it. It was just a, just one game mode. Nothing else in the game changed. How realistically they could sell that as a new game I don't think anyone knows, so they had to do this way because they weren't planning on making much else for the PvP anyways. Something that Overwatch always lacked was the story anyways, which is funny because Overwatch was all about the theme, the, th the thematic of what was happening, what the characters were doing in relation to everybody else. So I think it was needed because they needed some kind of, I would say, mode that would just piece things together because they had a whole bunch of like you know cinematics things like that to try to explain the story but in reality that doesn't really mean much when when games have campaigns stuff like that which actually show the story of the game yeah i noticed that there was an interview or a panel with uh, some of the blizzard game designers and they actually said that this single player part of the game was supposed to be in the original game it should have and then they were like they just cut it because of time yeah. And that's kind of a weird thing to admit to, especially if you're trying to sell a game, right? Well, I mean, honestly, it just seemed backwards. It's something that that they should have done at the beginning because that was the whole idea of that was the whole idea of the game, right? Yeah, I it's very reason, yeah. like story focused. Yeah. Like They're, all the trailers were like those short uh Pixar shorts for yeah. like the the game almost. So I think part of the reason why they decided to just opt for the the PVP route is because I think at the time they were developing it while they're like I think TF2 was still kind of big at the time. Yeah, they were trying to get a piece of the market share before it got saturated, which it did. It definitely did, and they made they they were in there at the right time. Yeah, so they made a smart decision by doing that. If they had waited and only made a single player, it would have probably flopped once they tried to go multiplayer because it would have been already too you know too saturated. Yeah, the hero shooter is. You're right. In 2016, when they released, it was like there was this instant push. You remember the game called Battleborn? By 2K? Nope. Yeah, you wouldn't. Or Paragon? I've heard of Paragon. That was like Epic Games' yeah. nightmare. Or how about, um, what's the other one? Well, uh, well, Paladins? I heard of Paladins, but Paladins didn't do too bad for It's itself. still alive because it's free-to-play. It's the free-to-play counterpart. It's the it's the cheap rip-off of Overwatch. Okay, right you now. know one without, that really flopped? Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. That's, a, that's the classic. Well, this is what's Classic. weird. Each one of them is actually a tad more diverse than people give them credit. Battleborn sure. was actually a first-person, um, 
League of Legends. Like that's actually like the like the, you would base and buy items in the game and everything. Um, Paragon was the same, but it was third person. Uh, what was the one the the Cliff Plazinski game? Right, Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. Yeah. Lawbreakers seem more like of a Call of Duty shooter yeah. with uh with like heroes. They wanted to be like, like the the Dark Souls of first person oh, okay. shooter. They tried Kill to say. me, dude! Stop! Stop saying that. I mean, they that wasn't me. It was them. Is it really? He said, "I Yikes. swear, I swear." Cliff said that. Yikes, part. dude! Oh, yeah. It's kind of weird to say it, but yeah. And then there's Lawbreakers, and then. I'm I'm sure there was a few more sure. that we missed out. Probably. But the only true survivors of this are almost considering this like pseudo sequel idea now. Because you got Rainbow Six Siege, which is like this grounded tactical hero uh game. It's, I feel like that more taps into like a CSGO sort of market. Um, but they have come out openly and said we're doing a five year plan or something like that, where it's like the game has continued to support and, and Rainbow Six Siege has a weird story where it's like its launch was a failure. People made fun of it. It was a complete wreck and now it's still on top of the Twitch charts. You know what I mean? I know you, you're not a fan of the game, are you, Bob? I mean, I don't really play shooters to begin with, so... You say that. You're such a liar. Overwatch, I play like bow and arrow character. Bob Bob is a huge liar. When he, he comes out and says, I don't play shooters. Not that much. You know what? When we played Call of Duty the other weekend, you were all about it, dude. <laughs> you were completely about it. We, Bob played the new Modern Warfare. His favorite thing to do is say, I hate Call of Duty. It's not good. But he, what, what procedure are you in Black Ops, Bob? I don't know. 14th is what he told me that was, over the weekend. That was 14th in, prestige, all right? That was in high school. Yeah. Times have changed. Don't neglect Times your past, changed. dude. You got to go back to legacy mode. You Times know? have changed. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I think the the way that they're approaching this is very interesting. Uh, they could have done it worse in worse ways, so I don't think it's necessarily that bad. Yeah, no, that, that's true. And I honestly think the point I want to get at is I think this is good for consumers if it actually follows through. Um, so. The only fear that a lot of people have been talking about is that some some of the developers have been split on whether or not Overwatch 1 is actually getting updated. Uh, there's been a, a difference of of opinion it seems or or maybe the team isn't 100% clear on it I don't know if that's been cleared out uh, recently but I just think it's sort of a fascinating trend right I mean uh, Fortnite which is a free game did a sequel relaunch but it's like Fortnite chapter 2 it's the same game dude it's just the same game but they put a 2 on it but I will say I mean I didn't I played like one game a couple months like like a month ago Mm -hmm. Um, it is quite different though I played one match uh, with a friend of mine, and they changed it up considerably. Maybe we the should game, have to give it a shot again, Bob. The game looks a lot different. Everything changed. It actually has like an XP system. It honestly kind of looks like Call of Duty's like XP bar in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. They made it. I think they they shook it up enough to make the game feel at least you know more unique and fresh. Mm. They made enough changes to to where to the point where I think it kind of warranted the whole idea of having like. A chapter two, even though that sounds really weird, I think they changed it a good a good amount. Personally, did I play it? No, but I mean, you know, I think it it looked okay. It just seems like this is going to be a trend we're going to see more and more of. Destiny One came out and said it was a ten year game. They literally came out with the first game and they said it's a ten year game. Two years later, they released Destiny Two. Well, and now they're like, oh, Destiny Two, we're not doing a Destiny Three. Like this is the version, right? And they bring now they're bringing in legacy content from Destiny One again, and it's just it's very strange how it's like 
they do the first game and they're like, well, this could be so much better. So you're almost buying into a beta of an idea, right? Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. In Destiny 1's case, it's bad. In Overwatch 1's case, it's good, yeah, right? I mean. And and then they release this sequel, which is like the complete edition, right? It's just, it's odd. It reminds me of those fighting games. It almost, it kind of reminds me of like Game of the Year editions, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot easier than just making a new game. That's why companies kind of they write off of these these series these you know these series as much as they can. Yeah, yeah. Because the, they don't have to you know do that much work. The legwork is already done for them. Yeah, the Call of Duty behemoth. It's like sequel every year. You can expect it. And like the numbers on Modern Warfare this year are insane. It just proves that like people are like Call of Duty's dead. <laughs> Not the sales this year. Like that game has done astronomically better than the last few. Strange. I mean, it's strange. It's like. I think this is what's funny is people say a lot of stuff on the internet, but they don't actually follow through. That's like, that's everybody. Though. Yeah. They're a like, lot of people say something, but do they mean it? Or do they're they like, Call of Duty's it? dead. No. I'm never buying that game again. And then most people yeah, okay. come November. Oh, uh, I guess <laughs> I'll pick it up. You know, Black it. Friday, it's already 40 bucks, right? Like, I'll, you know, I'm going to get it. My friends have it. So, yeah. It's just yeah. interesting. I want to bring that up, Bob, because it's relevant to us we like to play games together and that's why i was like i think it's fun to yeah, talk about i mean Do you have any more thoughts about the sequel the conversation I mean, the sequel stuff is interesting just because like obviously in the past like you like it's just it's 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 always going to be different because as compared to like you just say oh like overwatch is coming out for the first time this is a fresh new idea it's so much different than anything you've seen before the issue with sequels are is oh you've seen this before you know it's going to be it's just going to be tad you know like a tad different that's the only issue I have with sequels, and I'm sure other people have as well. It's not something super new and fresh. It's just, it's there, same formula. It's just a little bit different, so you can at least have a little bit more fun with it. That's at least what I think. Which is interesting because if you look at the other, like, you know, the other, the other flip side of the coin, the MMO, you know, MMORPG kind of games, what the route they're going is, is they're going backwards. <laughs> yeah. Not forwards. They're going backwards now because of all the additions they made. They said, okay, well, Let's go backwards and let's just let's use old old you know old states of the game that we found in 2007 and just rehash that and sell that and give that to people and people will just eat it up because people are attached to what they've you know what what they did in the past yeah what they played before I don't know if that's something that would ever happen with console gaming like first person shooter because if you go back in time no one wants to do that it's just it's a different kind of vibe it de- it depends right I mean you go back and you play Super Mario Bros for the NES. That game still plays great. Like it really it really depends. Here's an example. I played Super Mario World for the NES through Nintendo Switch Online. Never played the game before. Plays amazing. It's awesome. I was like, "Man, this I was like, wow, like Nintendo has a way where it's like this game just holds up. It holds up so well." Then I made the mistake of purchasing Tomb Raider 3 uh on my PS Vita because it was 89 cents. And I was like, "Oh, Tomb Raider, you know, this is a classic. I tried playing it for more than an hour. Couldn't even beat the first mission because the camera controls were out of control. The game looks like trash. Hasn't aged well at all. Sure. It's terrible, you know? I mean, and yeah. it's And it's like, okay, that would be a rose-tinted glasses thing for people. Sure. Um, actually, you know, it's funny, Bob. I, I plugged in my PlayStation 3 recently. I talked about it last episode. I've become a... Or I've talked about it on... Um, our Patreon exclusive episode. I've become this nut job for completing my PlayStation 3 collection. I don't know why. It was like I was stressed and I started buying stuff dumb online. One of the games I bought was uh, Infamous 2. Infamous. I was like, I, I mean, this is one I want my collection. I don't own it. Solid game. 
I went back and played it. Excellent. The game plays really well. Yeah. And I was game. like, this is great. Man, I love PlayStation 3. Then I popped in a different game. What was the game I played? Assassin's Creed 2. Yikes. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty, uh, pretty janky. Um, just some of those games you plug in, you're like, I can't. Oh, oh, oh this is the one. Bioshock Infinite. I plugged uh, Bioshock it. Infinite. Game is horrible on console. I was like, wow, this is like painful to play. Really, really painful to play. And so, yes, going back on on some console stuff still works, but I, I understand what you're saying when you're like, it doesn't work for every, every yeah, console Yeah, I think thing. the main difference is, is, especially because MMORPGs, they're constantly evolving. It's not like they make copies of it every year. Yeah. The, what you get, what you play in the game is always going to be that version of the game, if that makes sense. Like, you can't just go back to to a previous state of the game. It's always updating, always changing, and it's the only only that game. Th- that game is the only version of the game, as yeah. opposed to if you like. Okay, well, I want to play Black Ops One. I don't want to play Modern Warfare anymore. I'll go play Black Ops One. You can do that. But yeah. With MMOs, you can't do that. You have to revert to a previous day, which you can't. Which is why I think it's like it, it works for them, mm. because you have to like make a different kind of game. People can't just access a, a previous portion of a previous time of that game because it doesn't doesn't exist. All of that history is overwritten. As patch by patch goes, right for the for the games as a service, constantly deleted. You've never seen. I've never seen a version of of like these games as a service games that have an archived like mode. That would be interesting if some of these did like an archive mode with bots, because obviously you can't play online if that's the live version of the game. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Um, that would kind of be a fascinating thing. But it seems they're they're monetizing that idea and just creating new new versions, right? Kind of. Man, I mean, this is one thing, right? Because I've been playing a lot of Modern Warfare, and I told you about that shotgun, the 725. At launch, the only way you can experience the pain of this shotgun is to uninstall the game and its update files, put it in, not update it, and only play offline to see how good it was. And it was like, this shotgun could snipe people across the map. I don't understand how it could, but it did. <laughs> and And they've patched it so many times so that it's so useless now. But, like... Like, that sort of little piece of history. Like, there's so many YouTube videos about the 725 wrecking, like, everyone, you know? It's like, that doesn't exist anymore. Nobody can really know about it. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. It's sort of an interesting conversation how devs get to see or, or like, hold on to that stuff and you don't really get to or or what. I I don't know what I'm getting at. The thing is, the thing is about games is their lifespan is pretty dependent on a few things. Yeah. First is the is the the fan base. How dedicated the players are, it depends on that. Uh, the the fan base and also whoever's making the game, how open they are to to criticism, feedback from the fan base. Mm-hmm. If they listen, people will support the game for a long time. It's crazy how much people stick to a, a particular game. There's a game that uh that I've that I've seen on and off. Wizard One Hundred One is a really old game, really old game made by this company called Kings Island, Texas. This game is ancient. It was made, I think it was made with graphics in 2000, I want to say like nine. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. In any case, it's still it's still alive now. While a lot of other games of this genre and, and MMOs, it's an MMO. A lot of other games in this genre have closed down since because they didn't have the money, didn't have all the funding. No one supported the, the, the other games as well as they supported this game. And this game has been, it's still, it's still in 2019, about to be 2020. The graphics are awful. The actual game is awful. But the only thing that's keeping it alive is the players that are supporting it. Right. So it just goes to show any game can be can be kept alive. Any game series can be kept alive as long as if 
the players that are playing it, you know, they feel like they taken feel care of. like well, not necessarily to being taken care of because sometimes people will play something even though they're being shafted by the developers. Right, right. They only play it because it gives them a, a sense of community and people band together and they enjoy the game because the game is just that good to begin with. Yeah. What about like the death of Club Penguin? How do you feel about that, Bob? I mean, that was just that was just a string of closings of um, attempts by Disney to get into the the virtual, you know, market share. Oh, that's true. Disney yeah. had a whole bunch of MMOs that they had that they had to close because they just had to focus on other things. Club Penguin, Toontown, Toontown Online was all of that. You know, that was just that was just because Disney just didn't have the money to support that. Yeah, they were done with it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure, like, they weren't doing too, too bad. It's just they had other things to focus on. You really think Legacy Overwatch is going to be, like, a thing? I don't think so. Really? It's purely because, like, I mean, yeah, people don't like Bridget and all that stuff. It's annoying. But I don't know. I don't see it being a thing. Like, beta phase Overwatch? Yeah. Maybe because in order for you to have, like, a server like that, like, because, like, for MMOs, they have, like, their rewritten servers or, right, like, right. or Legacy, like, classic servers. Those only happen... If the game, if the currency of the game is so bad, they have overwhelming demand for everything to be reverted. That is not, that's not the case for Overwatch right now. Mm. And it probably won't be the case for a long time because, to be honest, some of their updates are okay. Yeah, yeah. Some of the new characters are okay. Not great. Wrecking Ball. <laughs> yeah. Not great, but people like them. Sigma. So it's, it's, it's not, it's not as, as a bad state as right now as it could be. Or, you know, it's not, it's not in its worst state. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So, I don't think it's going to be reverted like to classic Overwatch anytime soon because that makes no sense. No one wants that. Mm-hmm. Oh, classic Overwatch, let's be honest. Pretty booty. It was bad. <laughs> Scatter. It was pretty bad. It's pretty <laughs> bad. Um, a lot of the times, you know, you think that as you as, oh, Genji, as time dude. progresses, double wall jump, better. dude. Yeah. Only only the true ones remember. Yeah. Sometimes in some games, you know, older is better, but I, I think in the case of Overwatch. Definitely, the game has gotten better over time. Mm. Some games, though, they start out great and then they just they deteriorate. They plummet. I thought Overwatch was going downhill for sure, but they have made some good changes. At a point, they made some. Reinhardt's not getting decisions. knocked around as much. Bob's happy. Yeah, your boy is finally like his suit <laughs> of armor. Stonk. His True suit stonk. of his suit of armor actually means something now, and he's not being you know like tossed around. In yeah. Sense. But I think the game is, is you know it's it's they're doing well for themselves. Blizzard is turning it around overall for all of their their titles. They're doing okay. They have to. I mean, I'm sure the Chinese gave him a little stipend. They pulled it back. They pulled it Who back. Who well. knows? Who knows? Well, Bob, it's an hour and ten, man. Thank you for joining me on the show today. I know we kind of jumped around, but I figured that's what was going to happen anyways. So Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for sharing your little knowledge. I'm sure we'll have you back and probably with a better planned show where you can have something to actually comment on. Yeah, we'll but, see. Um, Again, if you enjoy Everything Comes From Something, uh, we, we listed all this stuff at the beginning, and there's going to be a post clip of me talking, but we appreciate you guys. We hope you're having a good holiday, and uh, I don't know, have some fun shopping this Monday, or get something for the kids. <laughs> you know, Bring them home uh, Overwatch 2. It's not even out yet. But yeah, I don't know. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, there it is. Everything Comes From Something is currently 100% fan-funded by listeners like you. And we wanted to shout out our executive producers, Darren O'Neill and Eric and Ariel Walk. Thank you guys for supporting the show at the highest level. If you want to support Everything Comes From Something, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast, where you can give a couple bucks our way and get access to our exclusive monthly podcast that is released at the end of the month on the platform. 
platform through an RSS feed. If you don't have a few dollars, again, tell a friend, tell some family about the podcast. That is how a show like this grows, and you can give us a rating on iTunes. We appreciate you guys so much, and we will see you next week.